This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia on October 23, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Holy Gospel is written in the Gospel according to St Luke, chapter 18, beginning at the ninth verse. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself was praying thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, thieves and rogues and adulterers or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector standing far off would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other, for all who exalt themselves will be humbled. But all who humble themselves will be exalted. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord, Lord as we, your word is open to us, open our hearts and humble us in your presence that we might receive the gift you promised of exaltation for all who humble themselves before you. Amen. Please be seated. God's grace is for every prisoner. Now, St. Paul counted himself as an apostle, a prisoner for Christ's sake. A prisoner for Christ's sake. And as St. Paul experienced abandonment, he knew abandonment as his fellow disciples distanced themselves from him for as he was about to face trial. And he wished them no ill, but thank God who remained present, giving him strength to share a full testament of Jesus Christ before those authorities. Jesus as risen Lord. And he wrote to Timothy, saying, At my first offence, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. He saw the good and the worst of a situation, and he saw Christ standing with him. Where Jesus is present in the world, his disciples should be also. Even in the setting when the setting seems rather uncomfortable, shameful or dangerous, such as in prison. When Jesus was berated for eating with tax collectors and sinners, he answered, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. When the tax collector Zacchaeus climbed a tree to see what this Jesus was all about, the Lord invited him to his place for dinner, much to the irritation of the more righteous people of the crowd. 
That loving invitation brought Zacchaeus to repentance and transformation. He was ready to make amends for his crimes, his wrongdoings, his overcharging. This man that others had considered an outcast was to be restored as a brother, a brother in the kingdom of God. Now, if Jesus were on earth today, we would find him in the prisons. He would be there to seek and save the lost, to restore them, just as he did with Zacchaeus. Hey, but Jesus is still present in prisons today. Because thankfully, out of obedience to Christ and his concern for the lost, brave and committed Christians, disciples of Christ, take the message of the gospel into prison. And as they enter prison, they find Christ there already. We are all called to recognize the dignity of God's creation in every person, no matter how far they have fallen, trusting that no one is beyond Christ's love and power to redeem. We certainly are not to look down on others as being unworthy. For we have been unworthy. And Christ does not despise the broken, nor should we. Rather, we are to imitate the one who came to seek and save the lost as we were once lost and in need of saving. And we have this attitude, no matter what type of bonds enslave and cripple other people, Christ desires to free people from everything that binds them. We know from the Gospels that Jesus identifies strongly with the helpless and the outcast. He considers the way we treat them to be the way that we treat him. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Well, it starts with, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. Someone was offering me Brussels sprouts and you gave me chocolate instead. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Whatever you did for one of the least of these Brothers of mine, you did for me. Here, Jesus admonishes us to show no partiality to others on the basis of their status in life or where they reside. We're not to look down on others as the Pharisee looked down upon the tax collector in the temple. We are all equally in need of Christ for forgiveness and salvation. If I were in prison... I would not like members of my family to bear any kind of stigma or unfair judgment of them by anyone, especially from the church. And yet, so-called good people too easily judge and shun families of prisoners so that they bear a punitive sentence outside the prison walls. And when prisoners are released either early or on parole or completion of their sentence, Society is not always so willing to give them a fair go so that they can gain employment and be free from suspicion and from constant monitoring. Christians, above all, knowing the life-transforming power of God should not only be fostering transformation in the lives of prisoners, but to extend to them trust and respect as fellow believers on the same journey through life before God. And God seeks to set prisoners free, 
not always from their physical prison, but certainly from their imprisonment by by sin, ignorance, rebellion, foolish choices, and the condemnation of society. Jesus came as the source of this freedom for all people, all who would look to him in faith. And as this is an important part of God's work, the very work of God that Jesus was sent for, it's an important part of the church's work as well. The people of God, whether in prison or free in society, are equal in the sight of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, as we have all only been saved by grace alone, through faith alone. Now we're going to hear from Richard Boonstra about prison fellowship. And prison fellowship shares Christ with prisoners and helps Christian prisoners to witness to and mentor others in the faith. Incarcerated believers who make up the church behind the walls have the same needs as believers in the outside world. They need resourcing and encouragement. They need prayers, instruction for living by example, for being equipped to do ministry. Yes, ministry is happening in the prisons by prisoners. And we can play an important role through prayer and supporting the spread of the gospel and mentoring of faith within prison walls. It's also by our care for their partners and their children that we proclaim the unconditional love of God for all people. And part of that is the way that we support the Angel Tree Project. Regardless of what we might personally feel about the prison system and those who have ended up in prison as if it's all their fault or what they've done for what they've done and the people they have hurt, one thing is unavoidable. Christians are called to care for prisoners and their families. And when communities are hostile to former prisoners, they only contribute to the cycle of incarceration. But we can counter this by an open acceptance and trust of released prisoners, by our speaking out on their behalf, by our advocacy for better support systems. We are called to love those who are hurting, to listen and to show that we care. One of Prison Fellowship's, uh, their logo, you can see on the screen now, uh, it's not a soccer ball, it's the world, and the, bar, and the lines are actually not lines of uh, latitude or longitude, but actually bars. And in front of it is not a piece of kangaroo grass, but a reed. And from Isaiah, we know that the Lord will not break, he will not break a bruised reed. When people are down and out, Christ comes into their lives to bring healing, to help them with restoration and to renew them. Prisoners and former prisoners have the same needs and fears as the rest of us. They have parents in bad health, they have spouses struggling to pay the bills. They have children that they want to do well in school. The Angel Tree Project is one way we can shine unconditional love and show our solidarity with prisoners and their children to help them keep connected, keep their connections to their children from behind bars. Jesus shows how we are to treat other people. May we faithful followers of him be by showing prisoners and their families the same grace and compassion of Jesus our Lord that has set us free. And the peace of God that comes through his grace 
keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, now and always. Amen. Amen.